my hands have to be doing something with my phone. That's right. And yeah, I can say I'm doing business because I am oftentimes checking and responding emails, but I'm also checking Instagram and checking Facebook and checking Pinterest and checking TikTok. A lot of FOMO. A lot of... Is that what it is? Fear of missing out. Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. I, think I mean, I'm, I'm addicted to Yahoo News of everything in the world. And it's just like, I got to be on Yahoo News or my local news channel and just seeing kind of what's going on because there's this fear of missing out. Missing out of what? On Yahoo News? Nothing. <laughs> of all things. So the big question is this. How are leaders like you that recognize people and technology are the backbone of the company they're building continue to make progress when they have no clear idea on how to develop individuals and utilize technology in a way that helps them remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Tom and Michaela, and welcome to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. Hi. We're on. We're on. We're on. Everybody, welcome back to the podcast for the third, maybe fourth consecutive week here. <laughs> Woohoo. We're on a roll. <laughs> Woohoo. You know, it's been it's been odd over the past several weeks. Um with inside of Soren Group and with inside of Heart and Hustle, we have ran I, I started to run ads again just for the fun of it. To right. kind of get my my practitionership, I guess, you know, back on that level for our own com- company. As you know, we have a, a media division mm-hmm. and um, we do, I think, quite a bit of work. And we have been running a lot of Google ads, a lot of um, Facebook ads, a lot of um, some LinkedIn ads here and there, and kind of just helping businesses out with their creative. And the goal is to obviously um, generate awareness, to generate, you know, shock and awe sometimes on promoting products and services for companies or for individuals, which help them grow their company and um, kind of have these these hooks, I guess, these eye-catching things to ensure that the people that are consuming this content take notice of that content and to generate a purpose, you know, g- generate enough context so that they understand what is going on and understand that what it is the product and services that is being sold and how to kind of market that services into others. Mm-hmm. But there's this whole other side of things. <laughs> and I kind of want to talk about that tonight and not so much about the media side of the company or what we're doing, but kind of what happens on the other side. And I'm not going to say with, you know, with individuals or people consuming that content, but sometimes with families that can, that kind of see that content and kind of what happens with inside there, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we, we have, I don't know, a small football team of kids between the two of us mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have a lot of kids and most of them are grown out of the house, but we still have some younger ones out there and, and we see them glued to their devices all the time. Glued. Like it is, it is an addiction. It's and it's dangerous. It is an addiction. <laughs> I'm a little concerned about it. It is. I mean, I'm I will be flat honest, like I'm concerned about it for myself because mm-hmm. I'm on my phone all the time. It's like almost a nervous habit anymore because if I have half a second of downtime, I am checking email, I am on Instagram, I am on like it's just it's it's my hands have to be doing something with my phone. That's right. And yeah, I can say I'm doing business because I am oftentimes checking and responding emails, 
But I'm also checking Instagram and checking Facebook and checking Pinterest and checking TikTok. A lot of FOMO. A lot of... Is that what it is? Fear of missing out. Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. I I mean, I'm I'm addicted to Yahoo News of everything in the world. And it's just like, I got to be on Yahoo News or my local news channel and just seeing kind of what's going on because there's this fear of missing out. Missing out of what? On Yahoo News? Nothing. (laughs) Of all things. Although... um, Adam Sandler didn't express why or what it felt like to kiss Jennifer Aniston the other day on Yahoo oh, News, so I did address that. Cannot miss that <laughs> entertainment. No, but, we can't. But us as marketers, you know, the the things that we want to do is capture or captivate people and kind of get their attention. Well, and that can be challenging in and of itself mm-hmm. because there is so much out there. There are so many people doing the exact same things. So how do you stand out? And I know you talk about all the time, content, 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 it's content. A, you you got to keep pushing. Like it's, it's speed of getting posts out there. It's the number of posts. It's just get it out there, get it out yeah. there, get it out there, get it well, out there. Well, and I say that for the, the individuals that want to focus on quality, like they'll spend, you know, two months trying to get one post out there. That's not the case. It's like. That would be me. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it's a speed of, but I don't want to go there. That's something different. This is about the other side. And we, or myself and you and us, you know, for the, for the kids that, that we have and for the things that we see, we're inundated with this content all the time. So I kind of want to take that perspective and kind of put the framework there and saying, listen, I want to talk about being the recipient of this and the impact that has on me personally and you personally, and maybe the impact that we think it has on our kids personally and kind of walk that and see what that looks like. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Because I, I think it's a bad deal. And as much as I, obviously we, we do it as an organization to generate revenue, drive business, make money. What are the ramifications of that to the kids? Now we don't, we don't speak to children. We don't market the kids, but this, this, it's the the same same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And when, Kids are, and, and, and we had this conversation today with our daughter and it's tough because when, when you and I, well, I can't say this a hundred percent, but I can say that with like a 70% time that when you and I have a discussion about things, we're looking at each other. We're having a discussion about something. We're talking about something. We're talking through something. And over the past several years, or even 10 years, for example, of not our lives, but lives that we have lived, you're having a conversation with somebody, or I may having be having a conversation with somebody, but you kind of have a side chat going on here on your mobile device. And it may be a text message to somebody else. It could be a text message to your grandma. It could be something. But it's no longer focusing on the person that wishes in the room with you. Mm-hmm. It's no longer having a true conversation with somebody and actually looking at them, it ends up being a conversation where yet you're distracted. Mm -hmm. I think, and that is, I mean, it happens with us a lot still and we can blame it on business and we make excuses. It's business. It's it's work. Oh, Jason, you know, Jason's texting me or I got a message from a client or this is happening. I mean, we went for a walk tonight and, just to spend some quality time with each other. And I had a client texting me again, you know, about setting up a meeting tomorrow morning at eight 30 in the morning at, 
you know, within our community here. And it just, that disrupts our time. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a constant. That's a constant in our lives. I mean, that is going on for us 24-7. But what is the need? Like, There I f- isn't a need, but we let it go. We excuse it. We allow it to happen. It go, we, don't put, it <laughs> we don't put good boundaries in place Mm-mm. where we protect our time. We protect our mental and emotional health. We, we just don't do it. And to bring this back to kind of what we're talking about, how it's affecting people how it's affecting kids. Like our kids are growing up with this. Kids are getting cell phones at five, six, seven, eight years old. My And they are completely growing up with this and they know no other thing. Yeah. So for them to be on five different platforms, having six, diff- five to 10 different conversations and yet no trying more. to talk to your parent or trying to do schoolwork, that's just life. That's normal. But then we turn around and we wonder why kids can't focus in school. They're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with depression. They don't know what the heck they're doing or where they're going. They don't know what side is up. Mm -hmm. Because there is all this stuff coming at them constantly. And But if they don't have their cell phone, if they don't have the device, if they don't have their watch, if if they're not connected, then they're obviously ousted inside their school. Yeah. Their friends think they're losers. Their friends think that they're not, they're not part mm-hmm. of the group. They're not part of the clique that drives them into a deeper depression. And that then causes more issues. And so, it totally pins kids against parents because parents are like, okay, boundaries. Let's, let's talk about what reality is. And right. they're like, this is my reality. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Crazy parent. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's this whole messed up paradigm that we're in that how do we deal with this as employers? Because it's happening all the time in our workplace too. Well, as I mean, one of my number one complaints with my clients is how do I keep my people off social media and keep them focused there on their work? There you go again, my people. I'm just I telling know, you I what know, piece. Stop. Anyway, it's a constant conversation. Like, how do I keep people off their phones? How do I keep them focused on what we're supposed to be doing here, our work? Mm -hmm. So it's a constant conversation among kids, among employers, among parents, among... Well, I know. And and you you think about it, and we're dealing with it. Obviously, we're not going to talk about it here on on this medium, but, you know, a 14-year-old girl's drama is just as much intense drama for a 14 year old girl as it is for a, you know, 35 or 45 year old woman or a 42 year old man. It's, it's drama. So you, so you have that device, this device that's lighting up 24 seven and there's stuff that that's going on there. And there's, you know, 71 messages in the past hour amongst coworkers or amongst other people that you may know or friends or circles that are, I don't want to say meaningless. That's not the right word. But if you'd read through them sometimes, I think they're meaningless. But they may be very important to the person at which is receiving those messages. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there's just no really context to them. Like if you would read them, there's really nothing there. But that 71 messages of pure disruption for the past hour over nothing has now taken advantage or just basically been a bloodsucker, if you would, to your job at hand, to what you have to get done. Right. And it becomes just like that cost of 
what employers have to go through to 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 deal with that and how do they deal with that well, so yeah it, and it's i mean it's not employers dealing with it it's it's parents dealing with it it's uh, but I'm also finding that a lot of parents are oblivious to what's going on in their child's they are. cell phones. <laughs> our kids <laughs> are scary. screwed. I mean, our kids that they are. are just and effed up. They think they are. We are the most horrible parents, the strictest parents on the face of the earth because... That's a quote, by the way. We know what's going we'll on. There. <laughs> yeah, we know what's going on and, and we pay attention because well, we it, work with so many organizations and so many I think law enforcement that is. there there is a huge issue with pornography and pictures being sent that uh, you know I mean, people don't have consent for. I've and dealt with law enforcement, sex trafficking, and all kinds of stuff. I've dealt with law enforcement, and and they're they're dealing not now. Obviously, this was maybe a few months ago, but they're dealing with a with a seventeen year old boy that received a picture of at somehow a 16 year old girl that it wasn't scandalous or anything else, but it was probably a little bit too much. And, and he's being picked up on, on charges of child pornography. And there was nothing. I shouldn't be that. I shouldn't say that. Don't even get me started there. I won't, I won't go there, but it was probably a 17 year old girl or 16 year old girl in her, like sports brawl, jogging or something, and and he received that picture, and therefore he is the one that received that content, and now he's being picked up. Well, and again, like I'm totally switching subject on you because we're just going into the depths of how far and deep and wide this goes, but let's talk about that scandalous picture. What is scandalous anymore? Because if you look at TikTok and you look at a normal person's feed. I mean, there are 45 year old women dressing in their closet in their bra and underwear, telling you how to dress for your age. Mm -hmm. And that is normal. Well, and, and you I, see, I mean, you see constant pictures of people either nude or in their bra and underwear or anything like that. And it's normal. It is completely well, normal. And we're trying to raise our children to say, yeah, that's that's not probably normal. We don't want to send pictures of that caliber to anybody because this is what could happen. Right. But it is constantly, it's on our TV, it's in our newsfeed, it's in our social media, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And so what are parents to do? And I, I was talking to you this weekend and I actually showed our daughter this and there was a, a Yahoo News article and I was when Jason and I were in Tampa last weekend and we're dealing with um, a client doing some onboarding stuff I jumped up to, to Yahoo News and it was on my first page of my feed and because and he was distracted I love Yahoo News <laughs> and it it was the first link and and it was a, a picture of a a link of a model undergoes like full frontal breast exam on Yahoo News. And and this was completely like just medical, you know, breast awareness type thing and everything else. But the reality is, is the video that was done and was full frontal of a breast exam of a grown woman. On and, national TV. Yeah. National and, news. And at the end of the day, I mean, it's medical. It's a full breast exam. It's like it's it's in my world, like no big deal. That stuff is, is important. 
Um, but the reality is, is, is that got to the front page of Yahoo news and not that it's a big deal, but 10 year old boys can hit that link and see that. Well, they don't understand much more than that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just... And that's what I, that's what I struggle with. I mean, that's what I have to have a really hard time with it. And right below that, of course, there's, there's the Toms out there trying to run ads against that because you know, that's getting a ton of hits and you're trying to run ads against whatever company is helping promoting maybe like whatever. And they want to target the individuals that like that video or like that, that, that news and, and you're going to help them with it. Yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's just difficult. It's like, this is so normal for our kids today and we're expected and should raise them in a way that they can be happy and healthy and successful and whole. And there's just all these things in the background that is coming against <laughs> parents and employers. We haven't even dove into that, but it's just like, what, what are we to do with all of this? And like we do, we, we are a media company, like we sell media. So we're part of that game, but like, we know it's not going away. It's not going away anytime soon. So we're utilizing it to the best of our abilities to help our clients grow. But then there's just this opposing force and there's just this, I don't know. It's, it's a struggle. Yeah. There's no right way. I, I know what we're doing directly doesn't impact that, but we oftentimes sit around the table thinking about how can we cause the best distraction? How, how can we best get the, the eyeballs on the ads or the links or the content at which you want to see knowingly that is going to dis, di, distract them or make them look away from what they're currently doing and what they're looking away from. Maybe that one conversation that, that, that CEO has, that's our target market with their child. And that's the other side of the coin where I kind of, not that I struggle with, I struggle with because I know I'm getting his or her attention, but I also feel equally as bad that, Hey, that one CEO basically may have just avoided the conversation with his or her daughter or his or her son, because I now captured his or her attention. And what was the impact of that ad? Now, great. I got a sale, but what was really cost of that? That's tough. That's what I think about. I probably shouldn't think about that, but I, <laughs> I do. You won't be able to sleep. I mean, you do all the time. I mean, you see a TikTok that, but I mean, look at the, look at the ad you saw today. You saw a, a product from a gal that was being advertised and, and you kind of liked it and you're showing me and I'm looking through it. And then in the meantime, I don't think our daughter was talking to us, but if she was speaking to us or speaking via whatever, we're kind of ignoring her for a second because we're looking at this ad and seeing if this thing is something that we may want to buy. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. I think though, <laughs> I don't know I, how to fix it either. Cause it's I not told, going away and it, I, it's so much bigger than the two of us. I told her, our daughter tonight. I said, I said to her, I said, if you're 14, she's 14 here in a couple of days. 
She is. She's so excited about that. She's she so, keeps reminding us, like, I'm we're going to forget. I'm going to be 14 here in a couple of days. <laughs> it's like, great. Like, we're going to forget. 14 is that <laughs> hard age. Like, you know, you don't have your driver's permit yet, but you're not a teenager anymore. It's like you're in this, like, middle zone, and it's never really good to be there, but whatever. Yeah. But it's like, um, you know, we we had that conversation with her, and I told her, I said, if you can figure out by the time you're 14 or 15 years old how to have a real conversation with somebody, a one-on-one conversation, and focus on that person, and when you're speaking to that person, not being distracted, not having your phone out there, not having your, you know, your watch or your text messaging, or not trying to communicate to somebody else, and just literally looking at that person and having a face-to-face, one-on-one conversation that you are going to win the game when you are a young adult because you're going to be in the far minority of individuals that can actually have those conversations and be able to focus on the people at which you're speaking with or speaking to or engaging with, and nobody else will. Because everybody else can be highly distracted and not knowing how to communicate. And we looked at each other and said, yeah, we should probably work on that. (laughs) Well, the thing is, we grew up like that and we went into the other zone of it. And recognizing that now, I mean, I'm going to make a conscious effort to start doing that. I have seriously considered like, and I probably won't do it because of what we do, but I would have no problem shutting down Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all of it. You can do it. And I think what you do is you go back to a flip phone Monday through Friday. Right. I know. Or just a regular cell phone and just say, you know what? If you want to call me, call me. And I I think back in the 70s or 80s, you know, and I'm not sure uh, uh, McKenna can find the, the audio feed, but when you called someone on their phone and you heard the busy signal from the telephone company. You know they're busy. And you call back like an hour later, and it's still busy. It's like, what the hell are they talking about for so long? Get off the phone. Get off the phone trying to to call. Yeah. And now we have like call waiting. So it's like call waiting. Now we're interrupting somebody. Now I'm getting a call on my phone, and it may be from, you know, whoever. And now I'm thinking, okay, now he's calling me. Jason's calling me. It's interrupting my wife calling me. Um, do Meanwhile, I take it? Meanwhile, you're texting somebody. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, I got to send that email at the same time. Absolutely. <laughs> so I know How this. How many conversations can we go have going on at once? This week, I went down to Tampa with Jason. And Jason and I went down to you know work, work with a new client down there. Um, and... I made a conscious effort when we were, when I was with Jason and talking with him or speaking with him or out to eat or whatever. I mean, I focused on him. I mean, I didn't pick up my phone. I didn't, you know, if you texted me, I didn't respond right away. I mean, I probably saw it come across my watch. It beep. I honestly didn't look at it. Um, and it was just focus on Jason. And if he maybe stepped away for a minute, I grabbed my phone and, and responded or whatever. But having that one-on-one time is just super important. So it's like, I'm, I'm going to challenge my staff. You know, I hate my staff. I'm going to challenge everybody. And our wellness challenge, maybe our first challenge as we do this, might be just to have a real conversation and what that actually looks like. What is a real conversation anymore? Yeah. 
I mean, they're tough conversations. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's, I think that's my second quarter resolution. If there is one, just what that means. What, what does that mean? Yeah, that, that will be interesting because I mean, we've gone for years with just because of the nature of what we do. Like sometimes there are fires and there are emergencies and you have to be able to get a hold of We're 911. That, that, that happens. And it's like, we have kind of programmed people to multitask, multitask, <laughs> multitask. Yeah. And that's a whole different direction than what we've mm-hmm. been talking about the last few years. Well, but I, I know several years ago, I would say multitask, multitask, have three monitors, do three things at once. And people in my industry, inside the IT industry, and they do this today, they'll have monitors one, two, and three. They'll have three different clients on those monitors and they may work an hour on each one and that company will bill for an hour for each client. So they'll get three hours of productivity out of one hour of the employee. Yeah. And I honestly don't think that's right. I don't think that's the right way because now you're not really focused. Yeah, there's some things you can do. Um, but when it comes down to working with human beings, I mean, it's just like, and we've all been at the, at the recipient of, at least I have with the Verizon chat lady where it's like, okay, where'd she go? I'm talking about my account here and she's out there helping two, three, four, five, six other people to meet her quota. Yeah. But now I've lost that engagement. Mm-hmm. So that's not right either. Mm-hmm. Bad customer service. Well, I got it. It kind of reminds me of going back to that. I think we talked about it several episodes prior, but I read that book, Deep Work, and it really impacted me. Oh, yeah, I remember the comment. I like to have some deep work. (laughs) Remember that? (laughs) It really impacted me because it made me recognize how absolutely distracted I am and how that deep work is so important for us to be able to do quality work Mm -hmm. and the things that really matter to us and right now we're just bouncing all over the place dealing with one distraction after another Mm -hmm. and how can we get to a place where we're focused on what matters most and and building our company and growing our company and not not being distracted by all the little things i don't know it's gonna be a process (laughs) we're still gonna do what we do we have to do what we do, but we have to do it well That's and we exactly have to right. do it responsibly and we have to do it intentionally. So. Anyhow, homework wise, McKenna, 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 I'm looking at you, McKenna. I want you to hop on camera here for a couple minutes. And let me know your feedback. You're a person of a younger generation. You've seen it. You've grown up with this. How have you struggled? How did you struggle in school with multiple people contacting you at multiple things? Were you able to have real relationships? And let us know because I would love to know. Yeah. Well, Tom, I'm glad you asked. Like you said, I am technically considered Gen Z. So I grew up when social media and smartphones really started taking off. So like I was about in middle school when like Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, everything started to become like more prominent in society. But 
Unlike what you said about having a bunch of people blowing up my phone when I was a kid and that like messing with me, it was actually kind of the opposite. I didn't have a lot of friends when social media started to really kick off. So it was hard for me because I was seeing everyone else, you know, get more followers, um, their phones always blowing up because of like Snapchat streaks and just like getting all of this attention. And I thought less of myself because I wasn't, I wasn't getting that same amount of attention. So it's, I can definitely see how it's damaging in that aspect for especially like children, like in middle school and like below, like, so I definitely get where you're coming from. And I would agree that it can be definitely very damaging and can really mess with like a kid's psyche. I feel like back to you guys. Okay. I'm now realizing that probably sounded really depressing. Um, I do have friends now. Just want to just want to point that out before I go. Okay, now I'm done. She might be like, "What are you talking about? What's the problem? This is just the way it is." It might be. It might be. <laughs> That's and, okay. And we <laughs> could be the strictest parents in the world we too. We could be the most strictest yeah. parents in the world. Which, anyways, somebody else thought they had that title, but I think we have that title. Yeah. So, according to our children. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I think if I was a kid going through school now. I think it's I. It's so hard. It would be, but I think it's my so parents, if I had the parents of today back then and knowing who I was back then, I would be highly medicated as a kid. <laughs> well, that's a whole nother I think I would here. be highly, highly medicated. <laughs> I think I'd have ADHD, ADD, every single acronym out there. And be on so many drugs. Well, that's a whole nother episode. So. It, may, it may be, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, let us know your comments, your thoughts. I mean, where do you live inside that world and that paradigm? Yeah. Are there any other parents know. out there that agree with us? Or are they going to give us a big <laughs> dumb thumbs down and we're just not right either? Yeah. Could be. Maybe we're the crazy ones. We probably are the crazy ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a great night. Great day, everybody. And uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye.